Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. We help small businesses grow by crafting and sharing their stories because when small business thrives, cities and communities prosper. Stories with Soul is brought to you by the Fort Worth Business Press, your source for news and business information in and around Fort Worth. Sign up for the Business Press's twice daily newsletter or become an insider using the storytelling coupon code STORYTELLING10, all one word, to stay up to date with the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. Head to fortworthbusiness.com to subscribe. I am a huge fan of the Business Press. I've been a subscriber for years. It keeps me up to date with everything that is going on in Fort Worth. Love it. Go subscribe for the newsletter. You won't regret it. Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice. I'm joined by... Jimmy Williams. Well, hey, Jimmy. Hey, guys. And, okay, we have a very, very special guest in the house tonight, or today. It's actually this morning. Yes. But our very special guest is Katie McFarland, who is the founder and owner of Chronicles of Frivolity, which is a lifestyle, beauty, brand, blog, website. You have an, an empire, <laughs> if, if, if you will. I wouldn't call it that. But, but... it's, a, I mean, it's, and there's a lot of umbrellas and arms. Yes, arms there's to a lot. It. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going because you have done you have some crazy stats. I always read the stats in the beginning. So she she you started this in 2013. You've been mm-hmm. doing it full time since 2014. Uh, she has this is this blows my mind. Over 215,000 Instagram followers. People that are like I want to see what she's doing every single day. That's mind blowing. Two and a half million Pinterest views. 24,000 Pinterest followers. <laughs> Your blog has had over 71,000 views. And is that is that like total or like a month? Oh no, that's like a that's, that's a, yeah. So that's in one month, month seventy one thousand people. Yeah, and go they're to individual. They don't count as like the same people coming back. And that's back. so crazy. Oh and in one month, you, you average like eleven thousand uh, Instagram story views. Uh, that's so many people. I want to talk about how many people that is here in a second. Uh, you have taught at the Reward Style Conference and the Chloe Digital Conference. You were named a top beauty blogger by Reward Style and someone to follow by Southern Living. She has been featured in a million publications, including. Modern Texas Living, Fort Worth Magazine, Fort Worth Home. You're picked as the best blogger in Fort Worth by Fort Worth Magazine. Uh, in Instagram, like mm-hmm. big Instagram, Mark Zuckerberg Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, selected you out of 100 influencers to beta, beta test their affiliate program. Uh, you have done partnerships with Neiman Marcus, Tula, Kiehl's, McKinsey Childs, Huggies, Michelle Watches, Sephora, Mary Kay, Pantene, Walmart, 
a lot. You're a, a, it's a big deal and a lot, a lot of flowers. So I am welcome to Stories with Soul. Thank you for having me. That's yeah. a lot of stuff. That is a lot of stuff. It's almost like we should hire her to do our Stories with Soul. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Okay. Did you know? So, so when I was thinking about two, like 210, 15,000 people, mm -hmm. that's like a big city. I never view it like that. How do you not view it? Like that's so like that's so many people. You know, there are times that I yeah. can feel the weight of it. Like when I'm changing a diaper or my four-year-old barfs and then my phone's going off. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, there's a lot of people there. Um, but day to day, I just don't. I, I view every, I'm not numbers driven. I'm more relationship driven. And so I think of it when the people email me or I meet them. But I still to this day feel like my readers are my Nana and my mom. <laughs> well, they are more than that. Okay. I also, because I to me, when I read that, I was like, that's the population of a big city. And so I Googled populations of, of that's cities. What I was, that's what I was, <laughs> I was literally just doing. So this. you have more followers than people in Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> Spokane, Washington, and Des Moines, Iowa. I think that's like the capital of Iowa. Well, I feel it like is. you're making me really nervous. I'm never going to post again. I'm going to be like, I can't be. post this. <laughs> You have your own city, like a major city is basically what we're saying. Okay, yeah. so 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 Katie, we were talking about this a little bit ago. You are, I, I, I know you do not refer to yourself as this, and I, mm -hmm. you're probably going to be annoyed that I'm going to say, but you're an influencer. Yes, and I cringe at the word, but yes. But what, so was if, when you're like at uh, a, a party or something, and some people, you're, some of the 210,000 mm -hmm. people are not there, they don't know who you are. Um, how, like someone's like, what do you do? How, like, what do you say? So in social settings, my husband's much more outgoing than I am. And so okay. I usually kind of hide behind him. And I'm just like in my head, I'm like, please don't ask what I do. Please don't ask what I do. Please don't ask what I do. <laughs> and then they always do. And I say like, um, you know, I, I, I have two kids and I'm home with them. And I also kind of work in like digital marketing and I try to mumble it. And then they're like, uh -huh. so what do you mean by digital marketing? And I'm like, I just, I just help brands. And then someone there is always like, oh, when I follow you. So then I feel like this liar. And I'm like, uh -huh. I have a blog, but like no one reads it. And so I kind of have to, I get called out on it. It's just a bigger city than Spokane, Washington. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> So would you say blog, like a blog? I have a I would blog. Say I, no, no, yeah. I want to ask this. Okay. Why do you say that? Why do you, do you why do you kind of like about that? Yeah. Why am I self-conscious or why do I say blogger? Over no, no. Why do you say, uh, <clears throat> like, is like, why do you, well, two questions. Why do you cringe at the influencer? And then, which I think is related to the other question of mm -hmm. like, why are you like, uh, I'm in this social setting. So I, I don't want to say this. Like I worked in PR when we stopped pitching traditional media and started pitching new media with bloggers. And okay. I think I was there for the years where I'm having to fight for brands. Like, no, you need to invest money in these bloggers over me spending eight hours pitching journalists. And not to say that there's not a time and place for both, but for product sales. And so I think it's ingrained in me that people don't trust it and they don't know it. And now they do. Oh, that's interesting. But I think I just have this feeling of people are like, well, is that a job? Do you actually get paid doing that? Even though now it's the most powerful advertising tool yeah. we have yeah. because it's humanizing word of mouth. So, so you feel like it's more people don't trust it or do you feel kind of braggadocious? Or is like it's amateurish? Like... Maybe amateurish. Maybe, yeah. you know, well, why don't you just work at an agency? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I am working with agencies. So I think there's that. And then in doing this, I mean, it used to just be blogging and then mm -hmm. Instagram came and you used Instagram as a tool to promote your blog. And that's 
kind of the class we joke, we kind of call blogging like pledge classes. And so I'm like, well, that's the pledge class I started with. But then about five years because, later. Because it's not as common as, as much anymore. It's or? not as common. Okay. Now people just start with Instagram. Yeah. So there's not, there's not, there's less bloggers. These right. Days. And so I would say you call yourself an influencer if you just use Instagram and then you call yourself a blogger if you have a blog. Um, but I think the part of influencer that I cringe at is I don't want people to think that I think I influence them because yeah, I the, don't. The name in and of itself. Right. The name in and of itself. I'm like, oh, makes I me feel awkward. I am an influencer. Right. But I, I, I can relate, like be, mm -hmm. like being at some parties and stuff, yeah. when people, less so now, because now I'm like, I'm in real estate. Right. Uh, but sometimes, like, I, I don't want to tell, like, saying I'm a musician, mm -hmm. like, feels like sometimes you like I just don't want attention I don't right, want to have right. to explain yeah and then there's always like well, what's your band called and then I tell them they're like never heard of you <laughs> <laughs> and uh or sometimes they ha you know or then they like pull out their phone and they like look up Spotify yeah. right then and there and you're like this is but, so, but sometimes it, yeah it's, it's like it feels and and you and you also know that like if I'm in a small group of people like I'm gonna steal the thunder because being a musician is more exciting mm -hmm. than being and you know an accountant not that there's anything wrong with that <laughs> so, but but I I can relate to yeah. like the sometimes I just don't want to say it because mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with that whole right. I, don't, I don't want to steal that guy's thunder you know I know that sounds bad <laughs> you guys just are so cool in here <laughs> but you're like I, and I yeah, yeah no I get it or it kind of leads to these follow-up questions yeah. of oh my aunt owns a business could you like <laughs> promote that and then my husband's favorite thing is because I love small businesses and promoting them it's like my heart and soul my husband's always like you are not a not-for-profit. This yeah, is yeah, your job. Yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. doing favors. And I'm like, oh, but that's what I love to do. So, no, I get it. But I, okay. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's it's less, you know, if you tell someone you're a musician, it's like, okay, cool, play on stage. But if you tell someone you're an influencer, like, there's a, there's so many people out there doing that. You know, well, Yeah, like, it it's means like a totally different it. thing. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people yeah. trying it. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, wannabe influencers. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think if you, if you have a page, you can, I think, we're content creators, yeah. first and Content foremost. creators are good, yeah. So, good. But it, very few people have are like, true, I make money doing, I'm yeah, successful. That's, right, and yeah. so I think I'm that there's than Spokane, different Washington. levels. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like, different levels. You're right, right. But you're like, you, you are like, there's a lot of people who want to be, there's a lot of people who want to be, be athletes or want to mm -hmm. be, but you're like in the NBA. You oh, know? easily. Easily. Or, an, or you go to L.A. and everyone's an actress, but, like, very people are, like, really... I would say it's very similar to that, but also, like, I'm the biggest hot mess out of the people doing it because a lot of people doing it are far more professional than me, and I'm always telling my manager, I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that because I'm picking up my kids, and then I'm taking them to dance, and then I'm doing this, and so I... It's not as glamorous as... No, no. Okay, so I, I want to... So th this... So, again, you. I think you hinted at something. This is a yeah. <laughs> profession or an identity. I think people, more mm -hmm. people want it for more for, like, the identity right. than the, uh, you, I want to be famous, you know, right. uh, but it's something a lot of people want to be and do, the, it, mm -hmm. but it's also very new. Like this didn't exist it is, yeah. 25 years ago. It's a, right. it's a new thing. A lot of people want to do it, but don't really know how to do it or mm -hmm. haven't had success doing it. Uh, and it's also like the wild, wild west because it's new. Like there's no like playbook, like no, there are playbooks for no. like how to start a business mm -hmm. there's no playbook for like there's no playbook how to be you know mm -hmm. become a, a successful influencer yeah so how how the heck did you wind up here having 200,000 people get to get started yeah how to get started 
take Ooh, us back. Okay. Take us um, on a journey. Take us back. <laughs> I, I like how did I get started? Because you were kind of early. You started in 2013. Yeah. So I worked in PR and I, like I said, I started to You went to school switch. for PR? Yes. Of where did you go to school? I went to the University of Texas at Arlington, which I'll kind okay. of backtrack and, and talk you, about Are you from that. here? I am from that. I'm from, or from here. I'm Fort Worth, born and raised, born at Harris Southwest. Oh, really? Um, okay. But I, w- I went to school for PR, and I worked in PR, and I saw this shift, and I kind of shifted. But the reason I got into PR was when I was in middle school, which I have to think back to what age you are in middle school, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, discoidal lupus. My mom has... Oh, okay. Is that, what your, is that what your wife has? No. Uh, she has she, but she has like a, the lupus kind of thing, It's right? a... I don't yeah, know the science side. behind it. But, no, yeah, no, but, but it's an autoimmune disease. Yeah, my mom has RA, my aunt has lupus. It kind of has traits of both. But discoidal lupus is interesting because it presents itself in the skin a lot. So you get this mm-hmm. butterfly rash, which think of like going to the beach and you burn. So you kind of have yeah. blisters. Uh-huh. And... When it's painful, it is painful. And I'm, you know, I'm in middle school, so I have joint pain and I'm sick and I'm tired, Mm. but mostly I just want to be able to go to sleepovers and girls not be like, why do you have blisters on your face? And so how, how were you? I was in seventh grade. And this is like that awkward. Oh, you're awkward. That that makes it even harder. And so I, to get diagnosed with an autoimmune, I mean, it can take years. There's, yeah. you've got to find a rheumatologist. I had to find a pediatric rheumatologist, which those aren't as common. You're going to dermatologists. So my parents had to take me to pediatric rheumatologists in Fort Worth, Dallas, Austin, Atlanta, Oklahoma, all over. Oh my God. Because you have this skin stuff. Yes. And, and, they, and they didn't know what was sick, happening. And they didn't know. I mean, they're taking biopsies of the skin and stitching it. And it's, it was a whole ordeal. That sounds traumatic. But you have different markers in your blood. And so so they're trying to figure out what it is and how to treat it. And so this is a period of about like 18 months of getting diagnosed. And so in that, you know, we'd wait for appointments, we'd go and we'd go and they'd say, I'm so sorry, you're sick. We're seeing this. It's eating away at your cartilage. It's doing all these things. Um, but I haven't seen this before. Or I don't know what to give you. And so you should go here. And so then we'd wait a few more months for an appointment. And so my mom kind of helped me and she'd be like, okay, well, let's find some products that will help you. And so we would go to these stores and we would buy concealers and lotions. And at the time I found European blogs and Europe kind of started this of like Mm -hmm. this online journaling. And I just thought it was so cool that these women were reviewing products. So this is probably like early 2000s. Yeah. And so really early and. So y'all just Googling. We're just Googling. We're just searching. And, you know, it's like they're not what they are now. And I would email these people and I'd be like, hi, I live in Texas and I'm sick. Can you ship me this? And they wouldn't respond because they're like, who's this girl? I had no clue how much it costs to ship things from Europe over here. But I'm like, will you send me this? (laughs) Um, And so I kind of turned my room into a blog now. I would take pieces of paper and I would write down products that I bought, prescriptions I got, makeup I got, and I would swatch it and I would write, this covered my rash for four hours, but then when I went to lunch, it went away. And like you took then, pictures of it or you just took a journal, had a journal? I, I just had pieces of paper and I taped it all over the walls oh, okay. in my room. And it was just- You're so, experimenting. Yes. And I would like cut out magazines and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to try next. And so I knew whatever I wanted to do was something that would get information to women when they needed it, which is kind of like the chronicles of frivolity. Because if you're talking about skincare and beauty products, you're like- 
who needs that? That's not important. But for people going through things like that, it's kind of everything to make yourself feel more normal. Yeah, it's essential. Yeah. And so... Because it affects your confidence. Right. Yeah. Because I just wanted to go to school. I remember, like, I was a cheerleader in middle school, and these other moms would, like, not want me to be allowed to be a cheerleader because I would miss practice because I would be so sick. And I just didn't want to feel more different. And so I was like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I want my skin to look normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I finally was diagnosed at the OU Medical Center, given medicine, put into remission, and my life was normal, but I still had a passion for trying products. And Because I, it was kind of a game changer. Yeah, it was you. like what I was doing and I, what I knew. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to help people that are like me. And so originally I said, okay, I'll do nursing, which is why I went to UTA. They have an incredible nursing program. And I got there like a semester. And oh, you started in nursing. Yes. I started okay. in nursing and, but I was still in college, like trying products. And at this time there were more and more blogs. And so I found myself staying up all night reading blogs, but not doing anything with nursing. And so I went to my counselor, switched to PR and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll write press releases for brands with makeup and that'll get you know, journalists to cover it. So I call my dad. My dad has been an engineer at Lockheed for 35 years. And I'm like, dad, I know you thought I was going to do science. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to do PR. And he was like, okay, so what are you going to do with that? I'm going to have a website and I'm going to write about skincare and I'm going to work in PR. And that's what I'm going to do. And he's like, people won't pay you for that. And I was like, <laughs> yes, they will. This episode of Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling. At 6th Ave Storytelling, we know that stories aren't just for bedtime, they're powerful marketing tools, and we've seen what they can do. Want to see for yourself? Download our free PDF, The Storytelling Pathway, on our website, 6thAveStorytelling.com. It's everything your business needs to be successful. This is what I've used to grow my businesses and hundreds of others. It's a strategy that has led to number one albums, built large followings, and has helped generate millions of dollars in revenue, thousands of leads, and tons and tons of traffic. I've seen client after client reach their goals, which is why I'm crazy excited to share it with you today. I'm offering this for free because it's my personal mission to support small business owners and entrepreneurs no matter where they are at on their journey. Because small businesses are the heartbeat of a city and they really are what make it special. Sixth Avenue Storytelling has helped brands across the country grow their business using these exact steps. Head to sixthavestorytelling.com and download the storytelling pathway to get your step-by-step -step guide today. Stories with Soul is brought to you by Fort Worth Business Press. The Fort Worth Business Press has been instrumental for me as a business owner. They were actually the first publication to ever cover Sixth Avenue Homes and also Sixth Avenue Storytelling, which were huge, huge wins for our companies. I also have been following along for years. I've been a subscriber. It has allowed me to keep up to date with everything that is happening in the business community and see what other business owners are doing and just stay involved in all sort of the economic development of what is happening in Fort Fort Worth. If you are in any way involved in business, you should go subscribe and sign up for their publication, uh, sign up for their twice daily newsletter. And, and, and they're actually offering a storytelling discount right now. If you listen to the podcast, become an insider using the storytelling code storytelling 10, all one word, lowercase to stay up to date with the people and companies and issues that matter most visit fortworthbusinesspress.com to sign up today. <laughs> um, 
<coughs> and so I switched, went into PR. And so and, even though you said that, you were like... Oh, oh yeah, because my mom was uh, like, honey, I'm going to help you. So my mom was like driving to UTA, taking blog photos for me, driving back home, no, and I'd oh, upload man. them. And So you started your blog in... In college. Oh, yeah. So so we, when you switched to PR, you, you were already kind of... You made a blog? I hadn't done that. I didn't do okay. my blog until the very end of college, but okay. I... But you knew you wanted to. I knew that's to. what I wanted to do. And so... I started working at a PR firm in college and to kind of get a taste of it. And we had lifestyle brands, restaurants, chefs, and beauty brands. And it was really fun. And at that time, we kind of were focusing our efforts to pitch new media bloggers, people that had been on reality TV and then had websites. And so um, we started seeing, I remember we had paid a blogger, a, a DFW blogger for something to post on Christmas Eve and like the brand sold out. And I was like, this is a thing. Wow, and crazy. so my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was like, okay, you need to start this blog. Like you've got to stop spending your time pitching bloggers and like you've got to do this because you're the one that's passionate with the background. Mm. And so I started it. One of my, I didn't want to start it alone. So one of my best friends was like, okay, I'll start it with you, but I'm not going to do this forever. And so she started it with me and she did it with me for a oh, few Oh, you had months. a friend that did it with yes, you? Yes. She's okay. like so loyal. She's like, I'll help you, but I'm not doing this forever. Yeah. Um, and so I started it and, and then. And to, cl and to clarify, this is, this is still like. Uh, beauty makeup products. Yeah, I mostly was doing beauty and some and fashion. Skin, skin yeah, kind of but stuff. mostly like my passion was skincare, and like, then because it was such a big deal. Because to that you. was such yeah. a big deal, and then I kind of do it. I covered fashion because that's what we were seeing be successful in PR mm. when we were pitching fashion bloggers. There weren't beauty blogging was still there was YouTube. Like people, if they were into beauty, they did YouTube. Not yeah, as much wait, blogging. Wait, so this was 2013. Mm -hmm. This is okay. That's around. I'm trying to remember the context. My, MySpace is like gone by that yeah, point. Yeah, we weren't doing that. Facebook is is rocking and rolling. Yes, but that was, was like, Instagram. Did it, Instagram exist? Instagram then? existed, but you Which weren't started. like posting no content there. But no, YouTube was a kind of exploding at that. YouTube time. was big, and so people were mostly sharing fashion to blogs. If they liked beauty, they would do YouTube. And I, for putting my life on the internet, I'm actually like pretty reserved with things. So I was like, I'll never do YouTube, but I'll write mm -hmm. behind a computer screen. That's yeah. fine. Um, and so I started to do posts. I would work all day in PR and then I would do my post at night. And then a few months in my boss, my husband, well, he's still my boyfriend at the time, but everybody was like, okay, I think you need to do one or the other. And so I picked the blog and I remember the weekend. I When you say one or the other from working, PR, working, PR oh, okay, or okay blogging like because I just wasn't, I wasn't having a life. I mean, I was, it takes, a lot, it takes a lot of time, a lot to, of time. Yeah. To make, write a blog. Exactly. So, so I was working, working PR like eight to five, going to opening events. And then I like, my, my boyfriend would like take pictures in my apartment of like, I'd be like, here, I'm going to hold my hands out and I've swatched makeup and it's like 10 PM and I was like, take a picture and I can upload it. And so I was doing that all weekends. I just wasn't having a life. And so he was like, okay, you've got to pick one or the other. And so I picked blogging and my boss was really supportive of it. But I remember like still applying for jobs when I quit because I was like, this isn't going to So you work. quit. You went in like, I'm Yeah, I went in. Notice. I told her, I was like, this is what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to do that. She was really were you, supportive. Were you worried about how you were going to eat? Oh, yes. I, rem I remember. How, how were you? Were your parents still supporting you at all? No, like? no. I was completely on my own. Had you made any money yet doing it? No, I had made zero dollar. I mean, this, I look back and I'm like, what did I do? But I just remember on a weekend being like, okay, I'm really going like, to do this. Was he helping you? No. 
no, my is so how did you accounting. how did you pay the bills? So I I pay, I painted art. Um, oh, okay. I I painted. That was like my one thing that when I worked in PR and blogged, I if I had an hour, I was like, I'm gonna paint. You still paint? No, 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 okay. no. I mean, I would if I had time, but I have two kids. Um, I painted and people on Instagram would be like, oh, can we buy your art? And so I was like, okay, maybe I could like pay a month's rent if I did that. And then I quit PR and I was like, well, I'll freelance some PR. I had a couple of small businesses that were like, we can't pay agency rate, but could we pay you? And just like, okay, I'll freelance their PR. I mean, looking back, it was just... I could have only done it at the age I was because now I would be like, who yeah. would do that? I was living in uptown Dallas with like a rent that is equivalent oh, to my mortgage now. Yeah. I know. I mean, I I wasn't a numbers person and I was dating an accountant. <laughs> and he's like, what? Okay, but yeah, you should you. do this, but like, I don't know how it's gonna work. No, and I would like make a crock pot meal, and I was like, we're eating this for four weeks because we can't, <laughs> you know, we're just gonna freeze it and keep reheating it up. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and I remember getting on my laptop saying, I'm going to have to apply for a job. And I told my mom, I go, maybe I could be a preschool teacher because I'd get off work early enough to keep blogging. And she was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? But I painted, I painted. And that's how I kind of. That's interesting. I didn't know that. And so you had an Instagram. Yes, I had an Instagram. And that was that tied to your blog? It was, it was tied. So I had my blog Instagram, but my personal Instagram, more people followed, which is now the Instagram. And were they like, there's like your friends and stuff or people, were you already I remember at the time I had 10,000 followers. That's a, that's a lot. Crap. So you were already making like cool Yeah. But I think it was because when I was in college, I was working in PR. So instead of like going to sorority parties, I was going to like opening events in Dallas for stuff. And so, uh, so people, people would thought share she's me. Fun. Well, <laughs> Let's follow her. No, but I, I would share these events and then people that were there would reshare them. And so people kind of started following me with that. I think a lot of PR people have. Can we unpack this for just bigger a second? Instagrams. Cause yeah. it, I just, I just want to say, so th- this isn't normal. Like a normal person doesn't like I started Instagram and like 200 people, like normal people don't just like get on Instagram and 10,000 people start following them. Is it, it, so you, you think part of it is because you're doing these fun things. I think I was working in PR. You dress really cool. Like, were you good at like capturing what your life, like what you were doing? I mean, I was, I, I was the girl that like before I was going to a sorority party, like they were taking pictures of my outfit and I was posting it. And so I, I kind of enjoyed it, but also it's truly a God thing. Like I was right place, right time. I was doing these opening events, I would tag, you know, the athletes that were there and then they would repost it. And so then people are like, Oh, we'll follow this chick. And so I think mm-hmm. it just, so there was, there was happened. a, there was a little bit of like a, a science to, yeah, yeah. to, to knowing how to work something and grow from PR. But I, I would also say you, you are aspirational in a lot of ways. I, I think like to, to women, they look at like, she dresses so cool or hair, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work if you don't like look the way you, you, you do on, on some level. And people like you have a style that people like, I want to follow. Cause so much, so much of that is like yeah. people want aspiration. Like I want to follow and look and dress yeah. and, and have this vibe. Yeah. And I think just people started knowing they were like, oh, people are creating these accounts and they're sharing things. And I think because I had been reading blogs since I was in middle school, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what people in Europe share. So I'm just going to share that here. You naturally, yeah. You so like, I think it was just like this natural thing and also the industry I was working in. And in DFW, no one else is probably really doing it. No, nobody was. And so it kind of worked. But I I was sharing my painting on Instagram. And then that's how I was like paying my rent. And then I also said, okay, well, I'll just freelance and PR for people. And I remember praying and I'd be like, Lord, okay, 
I need you to just like match half my salary so that I know you want me to do this in six months, which <laughs> in PR wasn't a ton. I was like, okay, I think I'll do that for me. Um, but the, at the time, um, Amber and Baxter, they are based in Dallas. They started reward style, which was this, the largest affiliate agency. Is it, for this, bloggers. this is like to know it. Like okay, to know yeah. it. Yeah. They had started that. And so it, this was, I think I quit in like January. So were they, your, were they, were you friends with them? No, but they, they were in Dallas and I was working with so many like bloggers in Dallas. So I kind of felt like I was, I don't know, three degrees removed from them okay. and I quit. And within a few months I got an email from them saying like, Hey, would you like to join reward style? And I was like, Oh, okay. I can get paid for this. And so like my salary ended up being matched within a few months, which That's isn't crazy. normal. It's truly just so, like right and place, so, right so time. For people that don't know this world, mm -hmm. I know, I know a little bit about like, like to yes, know yes. stuff. Cause my wife is like clicking the thing yes. and buying the things and it shows up on my credit card. Um, reward style and like to know is, is how, on Instagram and on blog, you make money. You can yeah. essentially like post something mm -hmm. and someone, if they like it, can click it, like like to know mm -hmm. it and then it tracks it. Right. So there's a million different platforms now and a million different ways to make money, but, but they're like kind of the, the original. Yeah. It's just like a sales associate. If you walk in Nordstrom, you buy a pair of shoes, that associate's making a certain percentage for mm -hmm. helping you. And so she was seeing the power that online content creation had and people were buying these shoes because they saw it on Instagram, not because they yeah. walked in a store and saw them on a shelf. And so she kind of got brands to agree. Like if you're going to pay a sales associate a percentage, pay these content creators a percentage. And so and it'll probably work better. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's how it works. So they essentially like gave you half your salary kind of like they were like, we spot you this money. Or no, you no, no, were, no. It's, or you, were you don't get paid out selling. until you get your first $100 commission, which let me tell you, I can sell 200 things on, I won't say the retailer, I don't think I'm allowed to, on one specific retailer and I might make like, depending on their percentage, like 48 bucks. Uh -huh. So it takes uh -huh. a while. You have to get a lot of sales. Um, so you were getting a lot of sales though if you if you were. I, I, I was because there weren't a lot of people doing it. But was, what were the sales on through this company? Was it through clothing? Through was it clothing. Fashion, so you makeup? Can, you can it? link anything. And, okay. and I, I try to think back of like what was on the platform now. Now yeah. anything's on it. Um, but I think back then it was like Nordstrom, Amazon, a couple other things. So sure. I would, instead of just, because I would do these blog posts with my outfits or beauty and I would share them and then I just went back and I would link them. And yeah. people don't know, like, you can make money doing this. I don't, I don't think can. people understood that or I mean, they might still not understand, but but you have this blog, so you're posting mm -hmm. about what I'm learning. Right. These are the beauty products and the clothes that mm -hmm. I think are really cool. Posting those, you're, link, you're, you're monetizing it using this platform. Yes. And then as people who follow your 10,000 followers, which has grown, 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 those people, if they click it and buy it, you get, you'll you get, get a permission, a commission. Yeah. And then that's half of how people make money. And okay. then there's also now, um, people that I guess make, they work to create the digital content for the brands because what they can see based on conversion and commission is what the brand's ROI is going to be. So they can okay, say, well, explain that. That was okay. like, that was like marketing lingo. So <laughs> say it for, say it for <laughs> So because I have eight years of commission okay. on reward style yeah. and I have all these analytics with Google, they can tell a brand, um, okay, if you are going to give her a sunscreen to share, if uh -huh. she shares it, 
Tuesday at 9 a.m., we can tell you how many people will probably buy it based on how many stories she shares, what type of content mm -hmm. she's sharing, whether it's a video, a blog post, a story series. Um, they can say that. So then brands will say, okay, well, instead of me hiring a photographer, hiring, you know, all these people to put together a campaign for myself, okay. let's just hire bloggers. So to you're do it. making the content. You're like making yes. it's not an ad, but you're yeah. like, I'm doing the photo shoot, I'm doing well, yeah, the will, styling. I'm doing they can that. pay me for that or they can get the digital rights for me to use for their social yeah. media. But you're like, I'm way better at it because look how <laughs> no, I think it's easier for brands. It's easier because if they... It's easier, but you know your audience and you know how... you Right. Your, your PR background and I've built this thing. I, I know what sells. And what exactly. Good. And I can say, I know that this is going to be your market that sells. So people are just trying to match target market to target market. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they're then instead of... You know, because with PR, you've got the creation and the implementation. And instead of the brand implementing it, which is what they used to have to do, now they're like, I can go to these agencies. There's DBA, Estate 5 that manage bloggers. And they can say, Estate 5, I've got $2 million. Our target market is 30-year-old moms. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And then they can narrow down, okay, here's the people that you need to implement this. And so some some would argue that doing that is more effective than than paying for a fancy TV advertisement yes, or paying for mm -hmm. a print or right. something in a magazine. And, and I think part of it is, I think one of the reasons it's so effective is because it doesn't feel like advertising. It, no, it's, 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 it's entertainment because yeah. of the content and it's relational because yeah. I have my own bloggers that I follow because I relate to her in motherhood. I relate to her with her fashion. I relate to her with her relationship with her family. And so mm -hmm. there's definitely a difference between wanting a product and needing a product. And I think bloggers are able to humanize the need and you're going to need this because this is what I use and this is how my life is. And so maybe your life is like me or you relate to me in somehow. And so you might need it too. That's right. Yeah. And I feel like <clears throat> that's just something that it, the trust, the authenticity, mm -hmm. the reality of it. I mean, there is just, it's so hard for a brand to pay for someone to feel that. Right. right? Like it, for it to feel authentic. For, to it's feel story, authentic. It's storytelling. It's storytelling. Yeah. It exactly. Telling great yeah. stories. Yeah. And exactly. And it's coming from a person that's like, this is how I personally use it. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can trust me because I've also shared all this other content. Exactly. Therefore, this is why you can trust me mm -hmm. with this. Well, and my loyalty is to my audience, not a brand. That's right. There's a million different brands. My loyalty is to these people that I want to try products for and I want to help. And they are going to find different people they relate to and trust in. Because you can facet. you can abuse that trust really. Oh, well, that's what I was going to sure. say. They can. I mean, an audience can smell like disingenuous. Like if you're getting yeah. paid 100%. off. 100 you know, percent. And I tell people all the time. That. I say no to 90%. And yeah. the really cool part of my job now is it's transformed into product creation. And I don't necessarily mm, share you're that. You're products? For mm. yourself or for other people? For brands. So what like one mean? brand since 2015, I've been able to be on their team and I can come to them and say. Can you say, say what brand it is? Or is it a secret? I can't say what brand Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm able to come to them and I'm able to say, okay, so here's what people are asking for. And because mm -hmm. I'll do focus groups with my readers. Is this, is this makeup or is this clothes? It's skincare. Skincare, okay. Mm -hmm. Can't does, say anymore. Does it start with... Yeah. <laughs> does it rhyme? Does it sound um, like I don't neck? Know any, <laughs> I don't know any skincare, <laughs> but I can't even rhyme anything. <laughs> no, but I'm able to say, like, 
you know, they're looking at numbers all day and they're looking at what are we selling? Okay, we're selling face wash the most. And, and you're the user. Markets. And I'm the user you're and the I'm user. able to say, well, this is why they're using it and this is where they're using it. And they actually want you to have a pump instead of a squeeze tube because they say they have to, you know, it's getting everywhere. And they're paying, they're paying for you. And they're paying for that. For that. And so how, I'm able to go create it. That? Um, well, did you it, go to them and say, you should hire me because I know, or were no, they like, no, you they came us? to me, they came to me because they were, I was That's the first so cool. blogger they worked with and they started to see, Oh, you this were the works. first blogger they worked with. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I want to know who it is so badly <laughs> off the air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so you're making so three ways. One, when you like sell this thing, mm -hmm. here's a, here's my handbag. Mm -hmm. If you want to get it, you can get right. it here. Like a like a commission, so right commission. Two, uh, you're helping create content, create content for mm -hmm. people, um, and then three, you're also literally helping create a, a product. Yes. And then is there and then how is there any other? You also add, do you do ads on your on your? I don't. Site? Okay. I don't. I. But some I people I don't do want that. It to slow down. Some people do that. Um, I mean, pre-COVID, things were very different. We hosted events for brands. We did oh, a lot of things okay. like that. We traveled a lot and would, you know, follow this brand to all these cities while they, you know, launch something, and we would come and do that with them. But now that's not as much, which mm -hmm. kind of coincided with me having two kids. And I'm like, oh, I can't travel for that. But there's, there's lots of different ways. What I love, what I love about it is it's not, I think, I, I think the myth out there is you're just, you know, Kim Kardashian hanging oh, out, yeah. taking selfies. Um, but the, I mean, it's a legit business and it you're is. doing a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces it is. and there's a hustle and, and I love a good hustle, like a really smart, like mm -hmm. how do I monetize different avenues mm -hmm. to diversify, right. you know, what's coming in? I think, I think the most interesting, like, I don't think people realize the amount of effort and strategy that goes into yeah. creating good content. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, hard. for one, it's am, art. like, I, I don't do any of this stuff in this world at all. And by stuff, what do you mean? Well, like literally media. anything that we have talked about for the last 30 minutes or whatever we've been I doing. I tried to get you to post on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, you didn't film how you did your hair this morning yeah. before you walked out the door. Yeah, well, I, I tag you put it under a sink. And I, <laughs> I make it for you. Yeah, yeah Jamie just tells me what to do, and yeah. I just kind of do it. Mm -hmm. I believe in it 100%. Right. Like, I, you don't have to convince me that it mm -hmm. works. It's great. But it's, it's so perfect. much work. It's but, so much work. Yes. And so Jamie's like, okay, let's do this. You need to be, you need to do this, 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 and, and it'll take me 30 minutes to just write, write copy for one Instagram post. And I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I literally can't do it. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty smart. I'm a smart guy. Like I can figure this out. <laughs> I know strategy. You're kind of smart. Yeah, I, guess. I, I feel like I know business strategy. I feel like I can do this. And then, but man, like coming up with like just an Instagram post uh, and then doing that consistently being willing to get in front of a camera, do it, show products, talk about that. And then the strategy behind, Hey, when am I going to post? How am I going to post? What the copy is going to be? Uh, what product do I need to roll out with mm -hmm. this? I mean, if you're managing five or six brands, right? right? How do I do it? When do I do it? So my audience doesn't get bored or annoyed or frustrated it, or right. feel disingenuine. I mean, that alone right there is so much brain power and space. It's like, it takes... Uh, I mean, I just have the most immense amount of respect because there is no way I could ever do it. Like, no way. Like, well, it, it's just blows my could, mind. You could. You could if you find what you're passionate no, about. But no, it's, Katie. He no, couldn't do no, it. I couldn't. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely couldn't. So, but were you no doing way. this all? You do it all yourself. You, you have a management company now. I do. So I that's signed up. That's newer, with, right? Yes. 
2019. What did yeah, I write so were down? you doing all this by yourself? Yeah, I was doing all that by myself. That's, well, and that's and my doing worst. the deals. Were you like negotiating? Yes, a lawyer? yes. No, I'm not a lawyer. My friend. Did you have a lawyer though? Well, one of my best friends, Diana, was her husband's like with Jackson Walker. He's a real attorney. But I would be like, Brian, Shut somebody up. used my Shut photos up, illegally. Can you help? <laughs> you know. So I would. But no, it was a. That was my biggest mistake. Was I didn't hire on soon enough because okay. I think as any entrepreneur, like this is my child. No one's gonna love it like I do. Mm-hmm. And I also, for being someone that got married young and had kids young, I have like commitment phobia with hiring because I'm very, like if I hire you, we're like family for life. Like this oh, is, okay. we are close. And I- Okay, so in, in he, was he your, like a childhood, well, your husband's name is Paul. Paul, Paul, yes, yes. I, no, I met him in college. In college. He went to Texas Tech, but I, he was dating one of my friends. We all got married early. Yeah, well, he's four years older than me, but yeah, I got married at 23 and I look okay. at my kids and I'm like, why do my parents, oh no, I would never do that. So, but you, but you have commit, you're like, I'm a, if I'm- Yes, I was I'm like, oh, I love you, we're gonna you. get married. But then with work, I'm like, my husband was like, you need to hire somebody. And I was like, oh. Did you have an, do you have an assistant? No, I don't. You never have had an assistant? No, well, like email assistants. I've had people do that. So you are writing the post, mm-hmm. taking the picture. Are you up, are you uploading it or is like a, yeah, co- a yeah, coder guy is doing yeah. that? No, 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 I do that. I mean, You're I'm man- hired out. This is stressing me out already. <laughs> I'm hired You're, out. You manage your own website? Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow, so you're, and you know, like. Well, you can, I've hired people. <laughs> Like coding yeah. it in HTML. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've hired people to design it, but, yeah, then, but then I do it running. all every You're day. making the blog, and mm-hmm. you're not hiring copywriters. No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. No, no. I'm an Enneagram 1. Like, I'm so obsessed with morality, uh, and I'm one. like, is that right if someone's reading my blog thinking it's not me? Because people do that. A lot of people hire copywriters, but I'm like, no, they come to me. It has to be my voice. Oh, my gosh. So it's, And you're doing these business deals, and like, are you business? Were you always kind of business savvy? I mean, like, you're talking about in your room, and you're laying out all these products. That sounds... I think I'm creative. I don't know if I, my husband's always like, stop making it personal, stop making it personal. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, but it is personal. Uh, so no, I, it was, it was horrible that I didn't hire somebody on earlier. Mm. Okay. Let's, I, we, we're like 40 minutes in. I, I stopped her story because yeah. <laughs> not all these. Okay. So you quit your job. Yes. Yes. Start, start this blog. Yes. Uh, Paying, paying for with your art. With, with art. art. However, I would argue that it wasn't the art; it was your popularity of your Instagram account and or like followers. No, you're right. The art was probably art horrible, was probably, and people are like, "Why are we buying this?" The art is good. Does anybody still have those? Yes. You know what? I have a reader here, and she still has it up in her living room. I'm like, that is nah. so nice because I don't have any of them. <laughs> if you have a Katie McFarland original, we would love to know. She's that. a yeah. nurse at we'll Children's, it. and she'll yeah, like we'll post it. it. I'm like, oh. But so you, nice. but you know how to like take something and grow it and monetize it and. So yes. that, that's cool. So you yeah. quit. So one, one of my questions I was going to ask is, and it kind of goes into the juggling all these hats, is, is I feel like free time and when you go from like a well-structured job job to like mm-hmm. solo, I'm doing something mm-hmm. myself, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm starting right. something. Free time can cripple a person. I always tell my real estate agents, you know, the beauty of real estate mm-hmm. is you have all this free time, mm-hmm. the Harding Rose, you have all this free time. Right. Were you, were you pretty disciplined at like? Yes, I okay. am neurotic. Like because you're Enneagram One. Yes, and I you're work. You're neurotic. Tell me about this. I work better for myself than I ever would 
being employed so by So would someone. you like show up? Or like, what is that? Oh, I mean, I did not have kids and I wasn't married and I would get up at 5 a.m. every day because I was like, we got to start. And then I would work until midnight. And I look back no and I'm like, way. why didn't I sleep? The grind. Like, That's I had the grind all this time. always a grind. Okay, talk about the grind. So you, you oh. put in a lot of time to. Yes, yes. People will email now. You know, not as much anymore. I think three years ago, blogging was really appealing and I would get, mm. you know, dozens of emails a day. Hey, Katie, I want to quit my job so I can be home with my kids. And I'm like, don't do it. You yeah. don't want to do this. You're yeah. never going to sleep. Because it takes so much it's time. It's so yeah. much time. And so, um, but I've always been very structured. It's funny. I, the questions you asked when you said in the email, you said like, what's your management style? So I was actually talking to my team Friday and I was texting them and I was like, okay, what's my management style? What's my management <laughs> style? I don't really know what my management style is. And they all were like, you're crazy about schedules. I'm just very like, this is what we're doing. I mean, the worst. So thing. your photo shoots and would you like, I'm oh. going to write for these hours. Yeah, I mean, I plan my day minute to minute, a week in advance. I have my editorial calendar planned months in advance. Oh, so the content you're doing, you're planning months in advance. Yes, yes. Like we book now for like March. And no so, way. yeah, everything. And you know, like what product is going to be, what your story yeah, is. Yeah, so be. I'll test product now for, you know, six months from now. Because, I mean, well, A, for skincare to work at a cellular level, you have to use it six plus weeks. And okay. then, B, you know, if I know that maybe January is going to have a focus of health related products, well, then I know that any health related product I'm using now, I need to share in January. And you were, when you quit your job, you were already doing this and things. Yes, like because in PR, you do this. I mean, this is how okay. you plan to pitch for media. Yeah. So, Okay. So you, you quit your job, but you are already working, you know, a million hours a week doing your own blog stuff, mm -hmm. but you quit, you quit your job. You're in full, full time, 5am to 12. How long did that, we call this the grind period. Yeah. Every single ep episode. You took the leap and yeah. then you got to grind. Yeah. Everybody takes the leap. They either mm -hmm. quit their job. They, you know, say, screw it to everybody. I'm just doing it or whatever it is. And then they have this like grind period. How long did that last? I think you, it was pretty short from the time that you like. I was making money doing this, but I was within a few months, but I was always terrified that I would lose it. And yeah. so I remember being on my honeymoon and a brand emailed and they were upset about something on a campaign. And so I literally looked at my husband, which I look back and I'm like, why did I do this? I was like, I have to go back to the room and I have to respond to this email. So I feel like I was still in the grand period then. So I feel yeah. like those two to three years of just, I'm at your disposal 24 seven, whatever you need. Yes. And okay. And that's where I always stop. And I'm like, okay, Whenever people are like, I want to do X, mm -hmm. right? And if it happens to be, uh, you know, a blogger, let's mm -hmm. say, I want to be a blogger. And then I think everybody, whenever we're talking about it here, you just like, it's just two to three years. And it's two to three years of literally working yeah. at, from 5 a.m. to midnight. And it's just this. Because if you it, don't show up, content doesn't get made. Exactly. Right. But but the, the thing is, is people think that like, oh, I can just do this. But what they miss is there is a grind period. There is. And it is years. Well, and always an audience years. is relationship building and relationship takes time. And so I kind of like dear Abby to myself where I marketed myself to my readers is like, you can reach out to me and I'll answer any question you have. And so my manager, my management team, they actually have a binder at their office of all of these, like maybe to them, it's different types of emails because most people email bloggers are like, hey, what should I wear to this? Mm -hmm. But mine are like, hey, I'm going through chemo and you shared this oh, wow. non-toxic shampoo and it helped me, but it's back ordered. Can you get it from the brand? And so then I call the brand and I'm like, you need to send her a year supply of this and all these things. So they've printed it all out no way. of like, That's this is cool. my why. And like when you work with her, this is what you're getting. Like wow. this is the trust I've built. And so that takes wow. years. Lot, and so, this is my why. What do you mean by that? What does that mean? 
All right, guys, we're interrupting your podcast experience once again. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we are giving you something for free. So it's totally worth it. Yeah. We recently released a document called The Storytelling Pathway on our website. It is our playbook for success, for growing brands, for marketing. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's every literally everything that we do at Sixth Avenue Storytelling, and we want to share it with the world. We want to give it to you. So in addition to these nuggets that you're learning on this podcast, you can get our free playbook, free manual for how you grow your business from Sixth Avenue Sixth Storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah, it's the storytelling, right. and it's really, really good. It's Where do you find it? It's SixthAvenueStorytelling.com. There you go. And it's good. Go get it. Go download it. I promise it's going to help your business. I wanted someone to look at me when I was going through the diagnosis process and be like, I'm going to figure it out for you. But I was Mm. constantly being told, I'm sorry, I don't know what this is. We're going to biopsy it. But like, I don't know, you'll find something. So you you see yourself as an advocate. Yes. For for an advocate and a voice. and For women who need something that are going through really hard. That's why I call it Chronicles of Frivolity because all of that's frivolous, but like it's helping people in their life. What is frivolous? Just, like makeup and yeah, and, I mean, just spending money on stuff that's not really essential, but it's helping people feel more normal. And so that's my why that I think in the grind, not only are you trying to build a website and get partnerships and learn how to work a camera and learn how to manage people, but I was up until midnight emailing these girls back mm. who were asking me all these questions. And that was what I think that was what took the longest time because you can, you can become a content creator mm-hmm. today. You can hire a photographer, take these photos, but if you don't have people reaching out, sharing their personal stories with you and trusting you, you to help them during some of the hardest times of their life, like that's where the connection is. And that's where you tell these brands, like your product isn't just a product. We're getting it in the hands of people that need it for a reason. Mm. And I, and we've focused a lot on the money, you know, how do you mm-hmm. make money? But, but a lot of what you're doing is, is, is I want to help because it goes back to that yeah. in that moment in your room, I have, I have this thing, a, a yeah. health thing I'm fighting. And I, and I want to advocate and learn yes. and help people. And so were you, were you, po- were you posting kind of, were you honest about your health stuff? Not honest or transparent. Were you I've always about that? been transparent. I've never shared photos or anything from that yeah. period of my life. But yeah, I've, I've always shared that because I want them to know like, yeah, you can, you can trust me with what you're going through and why you need these products because this is what I've been through. Uh, the name, uh, so the name I, I read, so read, it came, it came from like a Carl Lagerfeld quote. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, well, you... well, that that did not come. My name didn't come from that, but my website rebrand kind of did. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Did, were you calling it Chronicles of? of, of Provol- yeah, it's always been called that. In that, so so you kind of went into this too with a, a little bit of like self-deprecating. Oh, I'm you know, very self-deprecating. No, know, yeah. knowing that this is a little frivolous, but also mm-hmm. knowing like this is a it makes people feel normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And I I read I read I found somewhere a quote from your grandma. About feeding. Yeah, you know she, my great grandmother would say, in order to tell people about Jesus, you have to feed them. And so I kind of view this as my feeding. Like, you're going to be Googling, you know, what's a concealer that can help me mm-hmm. with dark circles under my eyes because I have a newborn and I'm not sleeping. Yeah. And maybe you'll find a post of mine and I can tell you what that concealer is and I can rank them for you. But then ultimately what I want to share is my faith. And mm. what really got me through that time in my life was my faith. But this frivolous stuff kind of helps you feel a little bit more normal so you can focus on that. Yeah. But I mean, in, in some aspects, like you're restoring 
dignity, you're restoring confidence, you're restoring assurance, you're restoring, I mean, some of these things that like people might pay counselors, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of money to get, I'm not saying don't go to, go, obviously go see a counselor, but, um, but what I'm saying is, is there is something bigger there and there's a bigger heart there mm -hmm. and it, less, it might not be your faith, but it is mm -hmm. something that it ties in with that, you know, self-esteem or, or it even, I mean, like, even like the, the, uh, customer with the cancer, mm -hmm. like, I mean, that right there, that relief even right. like that, that's something that's bigger. And it seems like that why is almost like what got you through the grind and what mm -hmm. keeps you going. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's like, it's bigger than yourself. Right. I say anytime I write a blog post, I think of someone who's emailed me looking for this and their personal story for that. Mm -hmm. And I keep a folder where I've saved things of people asking me your different products and why they're looking for it. And so I kind of save that. And so that's what I think. Do of. you have any other kind of like memorable one time this person reached out? You know, and you know, I think what's really cool is a lot of women have been able to share like their infertility struggles with me because they'll say, Hey, you know, what are some tops I can use? Because when you go through IVF, you can gain weight from the hormones. And they're like, you know, I've... And did, did you struggle with in infertility? No, I, I, my son is a miracle and I had a crazy pregnancy with him, but I did not struggle with infertility, but I do have a heart for it. My sister and I are eight years apart because my mm -hmm. mom had five miscarriages. Wow. And so, um, the women will reach out and say like, I'm going through IVF. I've lost these babies. I'm fluctuating 10, 15 pounds. I don't want people to notice at work, you know, what's a top I can wear to hide that. Mm -hmm. And I'll send them the links and help them find it. And then it's so cool. Cause like two years later, they'll send me like pictures of their babies. And so anytime that I get to see that and they follow up, like that is such a joy for me. That's really cool. And, and like at that moment, it's like, yes, you can argue that a top is frivolous, right? Yeah, for sure. But it's not. It's, it's a big not. deal yeah. to that person at that moment. Mm -hmm. And you are willing to like step into that place with them right. in something that's seemingly frivolous to everybody else mm -hmm. except for that one person right. at that very moment. And that's that's huge. That's that's pretty neat. Was there a uh, was it was there a moment where you were like, oh, my gosh, this is working like this is. Um, yeah. When, when did the grind end? <laughs> yeah. What's the question? Was there Your why got you through the grind? When did it end? When is it like? I had my daughter I'd been doing it for five years and I started to realize like okay like if, if I don't respond to something within an hour like life goes on and okay this is kind of working so you slowed down but you were still you were successful way before them right yeah I mean was there a point where you're like oh my gosh I've done it this is real uh, before I got married, Netflix had called or a producer from Netflix and they were trying to do a reality show with Dallas bloggers and they really uh, wanted me on it. And I remember being like, no, you no. You said no? Oh yeah. Wait, like, why did you say my no? My dad would kill me. My parents would kill me, but I would For never me, do it. They don't either. like Netflix? Oh, they love Netflix, but like reality <laughs> TV. No. Like no, reality I'm, TV? I'm like so the... reserved too. I okay. could never, and I'm not dramatic <laughs> and I'm a people pleaser. I would have been, they would have fired me. But you were like, hot dang, Netflix is calling me. I was like, oh, me. well, yeah. I remember calling my dad and being like, oh, they asked me to do that. That's weird. And then they were following up. And I was like, this is really weird. Um, and I, I got to teach at the reward style conference and little things like that early on. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think some people maybe respect what I do. I don't know, but you want to know, you want to know what I thought was so big. Okay. I feel like that's an Enneagram one. She's like the success happened way before that. I would have said 10,000 followers would have been my no, success. No, I joke. I say this and I say this with all the love in my heart because I love Neiman Marcus so much, but I applied for a job where there when I was in college and they rejected me 
And me and Marcus rejected you. Yes, they were like, um, no, you can't work for us. And, but then, <laughs> but no, I work with them now on like a marketing standpoint, and I'm like, oh, you don't hate me, okay? So like, you just didn't want me to sell clothing, but like, I can sell clothing online for you. That's cool. Yeah, um, take that, Neiman Marcus. So I think when they reached out, I was like, oh, okay, you don't hate. So me. you felt legit when Neiman Marcus reached out. Yes, for sure. I was like, oh, mom, see, they rejected me when I was 19, but they're accepting me now. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Was was there a point at all where it like wasn't working? Were you was there a point where like why am I doing this? This is not going well. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty. If you can survive working content creation in twenty twenty, that's probably um, there were a Did lot. Did some of, of your times. sponsorships like stop or dry up? Or? Well, so. I was pregnant with my son, and in January, I had a really rare, so January of 2020, I was about 18 weeks pregnant, and I had a really rare pregnancy complication with him that less than 1% of pregnancies have, and my life was kind of on pause because they hadn't really seen it before, and they were putting me on and off bed rest to kind of see if it would heal it. I was being told. While you were pregnant? Yes. Okay, so, so you were just stuck in bed? Yeah, they would take me off sometimes so that he would grow. So I had oh this gosh. hemorrhage. How, how well, from 18 weeks until I delivered at 39 weeks. Whoa. But I had a hemorrhage the size of him, and he had an issue with the cord. And so basically I was just, you can have hemorrhages in your first trimester, but they usually mm -hmm. heal. You can have hemorrhages on and off, but they heal. But mine just wasn't healing. And so, mm -hmm. and it was moving along the placenta. And so um, he was just swallowing too much blood. And so from- January to, I remember Valentine's Day, my MFM looking at me and saying, I'm so sorry, I haven't seen this before. You're either going to deliver him at, you know, 20 weeks and you probably won't make it, or maybe we can make you to 27 weeks, but oh I don't know gosh. if he'll be okay. And so that happened. And then a thing called coronavirus came in yeah. March. Oh, so this is all the same time. All the same time. So yeah, February, um, I was on bed rest, not knowing if he'd be okay. COVID happened and all my brands were like, pause. Like, we can't work with you right now. There's a virus. It looks a bit tone deaf to be sharing, obviously. And we don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. all of our workers are having to go home because everyone I work with is pretty much based out of L.A. or New York. So mm -hmm. they're all home. We can't do this. And then, you know, through April and May and, you know, we're transitioning from the virus to social justice issues. You know, I'm just like, why am I sharing this stuff? Like, this isn't important. This isn't what we're working on. But also in the back of my mind, like my world is falling apart because I didn't know if he would be okay until like the 35 week mark. And oh so gosh. did you, did you stop posting? Like, did you stop working? I didn't know. Like, my, my OB said, keep working on, mm -hmm. like, you need something to take your mind off of it. Okay. And so and would I you have would, a lot of anxiety and stress. Yeah. And oh. so I would share like banana bread recipes, like what every blogger was doing, like things that weren't, you didn't purchase them, but things that people yeah. still had some consistency in their life. And people on are, people media. are home and They're I'm, home. I'm, They're looking, wanting to I'm see looking at it. social media more than ever. Right. So I would pe share People kind of want to be entertained or something to do. Or, 100%. Yeah. They're like, okay, my whole world's falling apart. Let's have something be the same. And so I would share things. And I, I specifically remember this one moment, which not to be like 
you know, too graphic, but I was hemorrhaging my whole pregnancy. And so I'm like sitting in the bathroom hemorrhaging with my daughter, like texting my OB wondering, do I have to go to the hospital? Can I stay home? And I remember getting a notification on my phone from someone because I had shared banana bread. And I remember someone said like, you're so clueless. You not know what's going on in the world. You're an excuse of a here, pathetic excuse of a human, all this oh, stuff. Man. And I just remember feeling like I can't do this. Like yeah, I man. can't share my life, be ripped apart. And this woman, she's just hurting. So she's saying yeah. this to me, but she has no yeah. idea what I'm going through. <clears throat> um, and so I think being pregnant with him and going through that was really hard. And every mm. week I was so like, what, do what'd I you, do what'd this? you do? How'd you, how'd you, I kept posting because yeah. I just needed some normalcy. Mm-hmm. And then when I got through it, I was like, okay, if I've survived that, like I can survive anything, you know? And, yeah. and that also, you pivot, you pivoted a lot. Like when you started yes. having kids, that kind of yes. changed the direction. Yes. I shared a lot of lifestyle because I think before kids, my why was women going through hard times need beauty products and clothing to help them feel more normal. Yeah. And then when I had my help kids, them feel beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when I had my kids, I started to be like, gosh, there's a lot of women who are going through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And like, they just want five minutes of an escape on social media. And so I can share that for them. And then I think specifically with my son, just realizing all that women go through in their period of birthing children and what that looks like. And so I do share a lot more family stuff now to kind of give them hope because when I was pregnant with my son, I couldn't find anybody that had been through what I had been through, but I yeah, found listen. one podcast and I found one girl on Instagram and I would talk to them and wow. they kind of gave me hope that my son would be okay. Cause I wasn't getting that from like doctors. Yeah. 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 And so have you gotten to share a lot of like much yes. of that yet? Or? I did not share the de- like that while I was pregnant with him because yeah. I couldn't and I yeah. didn't want people, I just didn't want to hear horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when I had him, Um, I remember sharing like two weeks after, like he's such a miracle Mm -hmm. and I don't think people really got it because I didn't share. They were like, oh yeah, you know, every baby's a miracle, you know? And then I wrote a blog post a couple months later, like sharing all that. And they were like, I can't believe you kept blogging. Like you didn't share that. And I just, I didn't want to hear the horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. Were you nervous to share that? Yes, because I think I'm so sensitive for what my mom's been through. And I have so many people that have gone through that and they do lose their babies. And I Mm. didn't, I didn't want to be like, here's my son, you know, Um, but I wanted to give hope to women going through really scary pregnancies to say like, your baby might be okay. Mine is. Mm. What was the response from that? It was really good. Like it was it was women who'd been like, my sister had that and here's the testing she went through and just like the whole comments were women relating to each other and connecting and here's my email. You can talk to me. And like, that's what I want this platform to be for. Wow. And that, and that did, did, did you sort of have like an intentional, I am, I'm pivoting, I'm changing. I'm like, was that, no. th- that moment mark or just sort of evolved? Like no, a nat- I, natural I, I think it's a natural evolution because I always want to be really loyal to my lifestyle and my readers. And mm-hmm. that's where, you know, people always say, Oh, are you going to share your kids or you're not going to share your kids? And I don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong, but I do know that I'm being mindful in it because I can't pretend my kids don't exist. Like yeah. my life isn't, I go to an office all day and I'm not seeing them. My life is I'm home with them. And so I have to share them in a capacity. And so it's just kind of evolved with that. Mm-hmm. And I think what I naturally am excited about in terms of brands and content creation is related to that. So that's what I'm saying yes to. Okay. Cool. All right. I, I, I have a few random, well, I have a few random questions too. You have a few random questions. No, you go. Um, what was I going to ask? So 
I'm a, I'm assuming too. Like, so how how do you juggle it now? Oh, with, I don't. with kids, what, like, what what does a day in the life of Katie look like? Like, you're do you still wake up at five a.m. I try to, but my four-year-old's going through a phase where she crawls in bed at 3 a.m. And so, like, I'll try to wake up and get the laptop out, and then she'll wake up and she'll (laughs) ask for, like, chocolate milk or something. And I'm like, okay, this is a fail. I either have to, like, sneak out to the kitchen or not. But I do get up early, get a lot of my work done. They go to to preschool, or she goes to preschool, and I have a sitter that comes. And so I... I feel like I'm juggling all day until my husband gets home at night. And then I'm like, okay, bathe them. They're yours. So you're doing work I'm at gonna night? Go, oh, you're yeah, do- yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You're still do- are, you a, are you a night person or a morning person? No, I'm definitely a morning person. Okay. But I am I feel every time I respond to a brand, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is 10 p.m., but like this is my reality. And has the management team helped you kind of scale it? Like, Oh, it- yes. My manager, I tell her, like, if she quits one day, I have to retire because I can't <laughs> function without her. Yeah. And how, how like... And you're doing you're doing photo shoots all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, did you have did you have to learn how to do that? Like to model, because you're kind of part model too. I mean, you're like you're the star. So of the my parents, show. my my mom. I, I think I learned like how to be a work from home mom by my mom because she was a stay at home mom, but she always would do little things on the side to make money. So she worked for a wedding photographer, and I would go to bridal fairs with her. And when my parents would shoot a wedding on the weekends, like they would always have me pose so they could get their lighting right. And so okay. I would just chasing them around with cameras on the weekend, and that's what I did. So I I think I've always been used to taking photos, but the. It's, I mean, there's times that it feels awkward. I mean, I used to be able, like, pre-kids to really, like, in Dallas, I'd go out and take photos, and everyone's a blogger there. Everybody's yeah. taking pictures of themselves, so nobody cares. But in Fort Worth, when I moved back, I was like, oh, this is this is mortifying. Like, you please don't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. So, um, but I've always been comfortable doing it. Talk, talk about Paul. So he's, like, the OG, like, Instagram husband. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> <laughs> You know, is, he, the, is he a good photographer now? Like, does he know, he know the know he the is. He's, he's a good sport. He's a uh-huh. good sport. He, you know, a lot, most people that have done it as long as I do, their husband works for them. But he is an oil and gas CPA. Like, that's his passion. Yeah. I'm never going to have him come, you know, work on this side of it. But he is a, he's a really good sport and he will always, like, When you're, like, on vacation photos. or out and about, he knows the drill. Yeah, and he's You're probably, like, you got to document this. He's probably better at it than I am. Like I'm the one when I'm on vacation with my kids, I'm like, I don't want to shoot. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And he's like, babe, it's, it's a minute. Let's just do it. Let's get it over. Well, with. He's okay. a CPA. He's like, this means money, right? Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> he's like, babe, the percentage of 30 minutes doing this and then a day of this, it makes sense. You so get I'm this like, per hour and I'm like this, the moral yeah. one. And I'm like, I don't want our kids to think that mommy has to always work. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Is, do you feel a pressure to sort of always like be on, like to always yeah I mean you you have to be because your content calendar is like real estate and if you're selling that but you're not providing organic content for people Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like every project I take I kind of tell people because the first thing they say when they meet me is they're like oh do you actually like the products you share and I'm like do you go in a boutique and talk to the owner and say, do you actually like what you sell here? Yeah, like, obviously yeah. she went to market. She bought it all. Like I have an agency. They come to me every day with deals. And I say, I like that. I use that. I wouldn't use that. Mm-hmm. So I do like it, but I feel like people still have a jaded sense of trust with it. And so, yeah, I want you to see the organic content that I'm creating where I actually am using these products and eating this food and wearing this so that you're not just thinking it, that it's this one and done. Because that, that's part of the, where the trust comes from, of too. Course. Well, you're not yeah. allowed to share stuff you don't use. It's like, you know, you can't like be like, I hate this. Well, I, I do. I oh, do, do you? that. Oh, yeah, you all the time. You say you hate it? Yes. And then people Nuh-uh. email me and they're like, 
oh, you know, you just need to use it this way. And I know they're trying to help. I'm like, no, I really just hate no, it. No, um, no, it's yeah. tough look. This, that's this crappy product. Okay, that's good. Do you have you ever gotten like crazy people? Do you have like crazy fans? Um, people that are a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's political answer coming in three. No, yeah, you see it with your kids. Like I remember. Okay, there's a photo floating somewhere. Some. I mean, she's probably 24 now. But the first time I took my daughter out and about, I took her to Nordstrom, and I was like, okay, we're gonna shop and eat, and we're gonna be like, we're gonna get into a normal groove now. And she's like six weeks old or something. And I was in the mother's room nursing, and this girl comes up to me and she's like, oh, are you Katie McFarlane? And I just was like, deer in the headlights because I'm trying to nurse this oh, baby. Oh, six weeks. Yeah, you're. Yeah, exhausted. I'm a new mom. I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing, and I'm just like, please don't come talk to me because I don't know if I'm doing this right. And I was like, she's young. She's probably 18. Like she doesn't know. But her mom came up and her mom's like, oh, do you want me to take a picture? I was like, you know what I'm doing right now. I'm feeding my baby. While and you're so, nursing? Yeah. And so the mom like <laughs> took a picture with her daughter and I'm like deer in the headlights, baby on me. No. And I'm like, she walked away and I was like, what just happened? And so I'm like, there's a photo out there somewhere where I look. So there's what a, a weird thing to do. This is like <laughs> I mean, there's and there's instances with my kids, which I have to be like really protective of and mindful yeah, sure. of. Yeah. But you'll be out and out and out and about, and people are like want to take pictures with you and stuff. Yeah, I mean, in Fort Worth, nobody cares. They're like, oh, that's that girl who takes photos of herself, you know. <laughs> takes photos. But have you, and have you ever gotten like, you have like people that message you all all the time? Yeah, like I have people that I know, specific ones. That I'm like, okay, yeah, you've they they'll always have the same handle, and I'm like, oh yeah, they've been messaging me for eight years. So oh, people oh are loyal, which is awesome. You build, yeah, you build a connection. Yeah, for it. sure. But how do you deal with the super negative comments where they're like? You're an idiot because you did this or like it's like they get personal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, when how I first that? discovered that happened, this was pre-marriage. And I remember like I don't Google my name. I would never do that. But I had to Google myself because. Did you used to? Well, I used to working in PR because I would try to see if my press releases had come yeah. out because it'll always say like buy and, sure. you know, instead of. I guess I just had that set up with Google alerts. And I remember searching for a press release and like a forum came up. And I mean, at the time there were like four pages and one person was like, oh, I went to college with her and she's so floundering. And I was like, I don't feel like I'm floundering and working for myself, you know, but you, you start to see how harsh people get. And now it's so common with Reddit and all these different threads where people are on all day. I will say two things. I used to be really, I mean, I remember the first time I found it and just broke down crying and thought it was the worst thing in life. Now I'm just like, gosh, like if you if you hate people you've never met or because of their mm -hmm. job, like what do you say about people, you know, you know, so you yeah. just, you feel for people that are in that yeah. instance where they feel the need to say that. And I also just don't care anymore. Okay. But it, so, it, but it hurt, it hurt. Oh, it for sure hurt. But it's I, a growth season. It, and of if like, you have that many people, I just look at like us, you know, our, our companies and, yeah. and I have like a micro fraction of the, <laughs> but it still can be hard. Like right, it's, right. it's still, and I like, I struggle. I like people to like me. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah you it know, it bums you out. I like ruin your whole it day. It does. But now I'm just like, it's not, 
it's not my job. I kind of view all these online forums as like Satan's playground. And I'm like, if you want to play there, that's on you. It's not on me. Mm-hmm. And you, so as bloggers now, we all kind of, you know, we're doing this for a decade. And so we all kind of share these people. It's like, we have their IP addresses. And we we know certain people like in Jacksonville, Florida, there's this one girl who she always changes her handle to be this, this, and this to troll us. And so we oh, all okay. kind of talk about it. And so when you see that this one person is trolling everyone, you're like, gosh, like, I feel for her because who's not around her to like help her with that, you know? Do you genuinely feel that way? Because I'd be like, screw you. You're an idiot. No, I do. Because hurting people hurt people. She's a nicer, way nicer person than you are. I know. I would just be like, this person is such an idiot. (laughs) I'm not, just delete them, delete their account. But you have the same IP address, but they give different handles. Yeah, they switch their handles. So you just just... ignore it. Like they do Mm -hmm. comments. Oh, I I used to respond and I used to be like, that's what I was Did you ever get in a fight, like a social fight? Yeah. No, no, I would just be like, I'm so sorry you felt like I would try to justify what they were mad about. And I'd be like, this is why I did this. And why don't you don't know me? But like, they don't know me. So. Now I don't care, but I just, I feel that they are isolated and alone because you see a pattern. I mean, doing this for eight years, you definitely see a pattern. So do you delete their comment or do you just, I mean, if it's constructive, I leave it. If it's like being horrible, then I delete it. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, can I tell you a a random story? Yeah. Actually, I, I don't know if I've told you this or not before. I think we might've established this connection. So you and I have kind of a random, interesting connection. Okay. Uh, that I found out. So I, I think at some point you did, you had some sort of giveaway where you were giving away some sort of like calligraphy print or something. Okay. And Melissa won it. Oh, really? And uh, so at my house, this envelope shows up and it has like cool kind of girly handwriting. Uh-huh. And I was like, I open, and I was like, looked at the return address and it is my, it's my next door, old next door neighbor's address. Really? So that our, me and Melissa's first house, which we, when we yeah. were back door neighbors, yep. you, I think lived next door in what used to be Betty's house. Betty was like this 80-year-old lady. Really? And uh, over kind of in Arlington Heights. Yes, yes, I lived on Birchman. But I was like, who, who is this person? They, this is like, this is our old next yeah, door neighbor. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you're like, who's sending that? No, you know, it's funny. I was thinking, I don't, I feel like everybody in Fort Worth, I'm like, when did I meet Melissa? But like, everybody knows Melissa, you know? And I was like, what was that time that I met her? But that's so funny. I didn't yeah, so know we that. Were, we were like almost next door neighbors, but, but, but Betty, and Betty, who used to live there, was this old, yeah. kind of, she was, she was nice, but also crotchety. She ran over me one time uh, and then yelled at me. She was like, <laughs> you got in my way. And I'm like, you just hit me with your car. No, but that is so that neighborhood. It's like young couples. And then I remember when we first moved in, one of our neighbors, he was older and he just walked out and he's like, let me show you the property line and this is the property oh, line man. I don't want your leaves on my property <laughs> line and, and I was crazy like guy that lived the across the street I don't know if he's still- yes yes yeah. yes that's I remember so- being like what does he do? Yeah. Wild, wild. Anyway, that's that's my that's my random that's connection. So we were funny. almost neighbors. I don't even I didn't even know that. Okay. I got another random question. Shoot. Are we am I, are we are we on to random questions yet? So, well, well let, are we, are so, we finish the story. So we should, yeah we should we should finish the story. So you got through so you you had your son. Yes. Who's now doing well? Mm-hmm. You and you kind of have a new purpose, a new mission, like right. a new, a new. Did you lose people at all when you pivoted? Oh, for sure. That? I mean, people were like, "Oh, I don't want to see kids stuff. I just want to see fashion." And yeah. people, especially last year, they were like, "This isn't what I want to see." And I was like, "I can't go march downtown in an outfit because no one's downtown right now." You yeah. know, like it was just different. I am so. I want to be authentic. And so I don't yeah. want to make up this life because mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's the difference with like blogging and then influencing and okay. it's sharing your life. And now I think the, the term influencer, there's a connotation with creating a life to share mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that. So 
You just want to, here's, here's, here's who my I life. Am. And yeah. so my life is that. And so, yeah, there were definitely people that stopped reading and that's fine. Like they can, I want them to find people. But you also probably gained to. a whole new audience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they I, might come back if they move into that life. For stage. sure. Yeah. For sure. So what's, so what's next? You know, I, I joke, so I tell everybody, I'm like, oh, I don't want to take a mirror selfie when I'm 35, because that's like, <laughs> what, you know, how people love to see the outfits. But I do hope I'm still doing this in a capacity, but I hope that I can use my platform to still connect women going through infertility, high-risk pregnancies, like all those things that I went through. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. And I always tell my community group, I'm like, not next year, maybe not the next year. When my kids are in elementary school, this is what I want to do. But I I want to. You really don't know what that looks like? Based on what you've said thus far, I I think there's a room full of magazine (laughs) cut out articles. I think you have a a detailed plan. I I would like the website to have more of a focus on connecting women going through that. And do you think it's Mm. still Instagram is still going to be kind of like the main vehicle or do you see that changing or going into other things or? You know, it depends on how many more things they roll out because mm-hmm. now. Are you TikToking? Are you a TikToker? No, I can't do that. <laughs> You're no, a TikToker. I'm not Gen Z. I can't. I don't know how to do that. Um, it's so much work to do it a TikTok. It is so much work. So I, I think like Instagram is here to stay, uh-huh. but I do think that people that have blogged for a while, it will go back to more of that. Uh-huh. Back to the old school blog. Do you I, still write as much? Like, do you still? I do. I mean, right now I've taken a pause during holiday because I kind of got like all my holiday content up because everybody wants everything up now because of shipping delays. Oh, you already did your Christmas stuff? Oh, yeah. We live like three months prior. What? Yeah. So you were shooting Christmas stuff in... Yeah. June. Yeah, well, we started we <laughs> started know. gift guides like end of August. So, oh, no but so there's a pause right now, so people can read it all. But mm. no, I still bought. So your Christmas stuff is all like up on your website. Yes. Oh, wow. We are you playing? Are you playing Christmas things. music yet? Yeah, I, I like Halloween because my kids like it, but I love Christmas. Oh, you do. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Same. Same. So, but next, you you, you want to dive even deeper into yeah. the the motherhood pregnancy For sure. world mm. of things. I think that's that's really neat. Yeah. And that's such a hard, you don't realize how hard that is until you're going. No. And I think our generation is the first generation that's like, Hey, I'm going to talk about it because prior then it was very like, no, you don't talk about it. This is just what women go through. And I remember leaving the hospital. They, they held up my placenta and they were like, this is all black. We don't know how he's alive. And then I went home and I just remember thinking like, this is weird. Like nobody's come and checked on me and asked me how I am because here I am thinking this baby for 20 weeks is going to die and he's okay. Why is nobody talking about this? I think our generation is the first one to be like, no, you have to talk about this. If Mm -hmm. a mother is going to be the the emotional backbone for her children, she's got to be okay. I uh, completely agree. I you don't you don't know until you yeah. get to that stage, and then then you can talk about it with yeah. all of your friends, and then you're like, oh well, she had this, another person yeah. had this, another person, and you're like, where did this world exist? Yeah. Where, who knew about this? And then you're you're kind of like your whole mind is, you know, well, open to all. I these tell people like stories. they kind of say like, oh, shh, be grateful you have a baby, and it's like, no, I am, but like I've got to talk to other women going through this because yeah. if they feel alone, who's going to talk to them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you could give advice to your younger self, what would it, what would that be? Hire people sooner. Hire and would that mm. and it, would that be the same if someone if someone well 
Expound upon that. Hire people sooner. Don't do it on, on your yeah, own. Yeah, I mean, you always hear if somebody can do a job 80% as well as you can hire them. And as an Enneagram one, I was like, no, they need to be able to do a job 108% can't, as well can't as relinquish I can. Control. You know? Um, my, it's funny, my sister's my graphic designer, and she's always like, well, you're my one client who really knows what they want because I'm like, you know, voice memoing her. I'm like, this needs to be this way. This needs to be this way. Um, but there's, when you're spending all your time doing jobs that aren't bringing you the joy, like mm-hmm. then you just feel burnout. And yeah, so I yeah. wish that I would have hired people sooner. You wouldn't have been as burnt out. I, yeah. I, I will say too, to, to, to the being a high maintenance graphic design client mm-hmm. for your sister is, is you know your brand yeah. better than anybody else. And I think part of probably your success is like, I know what it should look like. I have mm-hmm. a vision for it. And I'm like, have a high standard as well. Yes. Which is why I hire my sister because she's the only person she that hang, like, she could hang with She's it. like, okay, I get you. I get your brain. <laughs> and if, if you could give any bit of advice for someone who's wanting to do what you do. What or just start. Yeah. Start. Don't do this because you want the outcome. Do this because you're passionate about a part of the puzzle. So I tell people like, don't become a blogger because you want to be a blogger because Mm -hmm. then you're never going to make money doing it. You've got to do it because you love storytelling. You've got to do it because you love photography. You've got to do it because you love to code websites or something like that because you're always going to find joy in it. And every campaign isn't successful. You know, you're not to this day. There's a lot of things I fail at and you've got to find your joy in that because I think now people start this because they see people on Instagram and they're like, oh, I could take a photo of myself. I can mm-hmm. make money doing that. And that's the smallest part of what I do. And probably the part that I celebrate the least. Okay. And so you've got to find like, what is it that you would do doing that, that you love? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you have any examples of like campaigns that flopped or like style regrets? Yeah, like, I, I mean, can't believe. Oh, well, I, sometimes I'll go through and post. So when my husband was taking my photos, uh-huh. so he was like a public accountant CPA and, you know, they were crazy hours during busy season. But I'd be like, OK, on a Saturday at two, can you meet me and take these photos? And they're like crooked, cut off. The contrast is so high. I look back and I'm like, wow, how did I ever have a job doing this? Um. I don't know if I can say, Brian, I really don't want to get in trouble. I don't see this. I'm not an attorney. I don't even read my contracts. I just have my manager. So mis- <laughs> you posted a mystery brand. And so I yeah. posted like it was a parent company that okay. shares a lot of like bath products. Uh-huh. And I was, oh, I was like 23 or 24 and it was a six month contract. And this was my first long term contract. So I was like, yeah. wow, I can pay my rent. This is amazing. And I was excited because it's brands that everyone knows. And I did use the products. I mean, who hasn't used Everyone's used these products. Um, And so I was like, okay, this is great. And I remember being at a Mavs game with my father-in-law and my husband and my phone just went off. And it was like, I can't believe you're working with them. They treat their factory workers horrible, this and that. And I just, at that time when I signed on for something, I was, I just was thinking, yeah, I use that. Everybody uses that. That's cool. I wasn't thinking who, who is this brand as a company and who are they as a whole? I was just thinking, wow. This is awesome. I already use it. It's already in my shower. They're going to pay me for six months. And so that was probably that moment that I was like, okay, this is bigger than I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I've really messed up here. And yeah. And I had to finish out the six months. Did you ever like, did you ever wear anything that you're like this? Oh yeah. Everything so I look back and I'm just like, my poor kids are going to be like in computer lab one day and they're going to Google their <laughs> mom and people are going to be like, Harry, look at your mom. What's she wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like potentially forever embarrassed them. Okay. So that's my question is uh, the reason that I would fail as a, 
a blogger influencer, we're not going to use that term, but a uh, blogger is because I, I mean, I feel like, well, I guess there's bloggers that just like wake up in the morning, no makeup, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And they're, that's like their stick, you yeah, know, that's like yeah. their thing. They're like, I'm just real. And this is who you get, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But then I feel like, you know, if you're in fashion, like you're yeah. putting beauty products, it's like, you got to be, you got to get put together dress, every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would, I would just like quit. One, doing that, dressing up. This is about as dress up as I ever get. As you get. get. Yeah. And then two, I would just be like, it's like the mail. You know, like Mm -hmm. when mailman, they like go crazy because the mail never stops. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like content. Yeah, you got to keep showing up and showing up. Oh, for sure. I, I, I would be like, I'm taking a break. I don't want to do content for the next three months. Like, how does the, that? The content's the easier part. I would say the hard part is direct message and emails. Because okay. think of how easy it is to email or DM someone. And then if they have 215,000 people that do that all day. And your commitment is you like to respond to people. Yes. And okay. I, but I've, I've had to learn to stop. Like, I've okay. had, I've definitely, as I get older, I realize my margin. And I have to remind myself, like, at my funeral, no one's going to say she responded to emails really well, but yeah. my kids are going to remember, was she always on her phone or not? Yeah. And so That's how, part of how you built your following is you, you were available. For sure. And so I think I feel this hard sense of, A, there's one of me and there's 200,000 of them, but I, it was a lot easier to manage when there was 10,000. So I could respond. And as my readership has grown and my audience has grown, my life has grown with kids. And so what does that look like? And I'll talk to like Jenny Allen because I'm always like, oh, Jenny, I bet a lot of people reach out to you. And she's like, you know, I just do what I do and I do. And I, she can only do so much. And so I think it's just knowing, okay, I have an hour today to answer DMs and emails and I'm going to get to that. And it still pains me. I mean, I, every time I've given birth, I'm like, Paul, can you hand me my phone? Cause I remember somebody asked about this and I need to respond. And are you, I'm assuming you're like a zero inbox person and a zero like. Oh, well, I wish, I wish I, I'd hired a girl this summer and she helped me with my inbox and I would dictate to her while I cook dinner for my kids. And I would just say like, (laughs) yeah, say hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for reaching out. And this product will help you uh-huh. and I can send you this and da, 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 da. And she would do that, but she was so good at her job. My management team hired her. So now she's working for them. And sometimes Jeez, I'm like, can I have her back? So, so it's not the content. It's the direct response. It's, it's the messaging. But do you ever get tired of like you having to like take pictures all the time? Oh yeah. I'm sick like, of myself. I'm yeah. so sick of myself. If I have to look I, at myself again. Yeah. I feel like you're very real and like honest. And so it's like, I would just get like, that's where it would drive me crazy. Oh the, yeah. Like yesterday we came home from church and we had lunch and I had to film like a beauty thing while my kids were napping. And I was just like, I don't want to look at myself anymore. This is nauseating. Yeah, yeah. Like people have to be sick of me. Um, so yeah, I, d- I definitely get sick of myself. Yeah. I'd, I would fail. I'd just give up right then. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think anyone's asking you to be a, um, well, wait, hold on. Wait. So you guys, <laughs> wait, are you guys saying I can't do this right now? No, you're, What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Well, shoot. Okay. I give up. I oh. could ask you if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would need to be a Sixth Avenue model, you know, yeah. and just take we pictures We could do a Q&A on my feed and be like, do y'all want to know how he does this? <laughs> yeah. I, All right. My 10, I'm gonna, 10 second I'm going to take us to like the lightning round, like the, the, the random crazy questions. Yeah. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to ask one more serious kind of question. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask kind of like a marketing question. Um, Actually, I have two marketing questions. So decline in reach. I feel like... Facebook and Instagram has like have take have just squeezed yes, the crap out of yeah. things. Like you just can't. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for like brand so many brands. Oh yeah, 
Like mm-hmm. your st- you post something, it's like a tree falling in the yeah, woods. Like no sure. one hears it because they want you to pay for it. How how do you combat that? Like what? So. It, your conversion matters most. You can have 800,000 followers, but it just depends on your conversion. And yeah. so what actually the micro influencer is probably the most powerful. So someone who has, let's say 40,000 followers because people trust them more than someone. Cause there's like aspirational content, which if someone has a million followers, that's okay. people maybe aspire, but they don't relate. Yeah. And so you still have your pocket that's loyal and your pocket that you know they trust the products that you share. And Mm -hmm. so you really hone in on that. So brands, I think they don't really care what your following is as much. Now it's interesting because of course readers do. They're like, oh, do you follow her? She has 400,000, but there's so many, I mean, people have bought bots, they've done comment pods. There's all the things you can pay for to kind of fake your engagement. Exactly. Um, But you just, you have to take care of that audience that is loyal and and, and constantly engaging and responding to them. And so that, that that's how you kind of combat this algorithm. Now it is frustrating is, because. Is by, and what do you what do you mean by that? Like just by responding to them or yeah, by like yeah. asking good questions? By, by responding, by responding, by creating content with them. And I mean, I would say ninety percent of content creation for me is offline, and it's the emails, the DMs, the sending a reader a product because she can't find it in stock. And then you know when I take the time to help her, then she's obviously going to share me with with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's how you combat the reach is by mm-hmm. focusing on your. Yeah. Small, loyal yes. fans. And then that reach is what, how it actually gets. Not out. trying to necessarily go wide, but going like deeper with. Mm-hmm. The, that's really interesting. That's a good, that's a good nugget. What's the best like marketing thing you've ever done? Did you ever have like any thing that helped you kind of blow up? I think creating series helps a lot with people knowing what to expect. And so, yeah. So like, um, for example, I kind of, I used to always be like, Oh, I'm going to be like dear Abby where people, you know, reach out and then I can answer. And so I would create dear Katie once a month. And so I knew, and I do like Friday Q and a where people know, okay, she's going to take eight hours and answer questions that we send. And so every Friday you do it. Every That's Friday cool. I do. I mean, unless I have something. For eight hours? Kids. Well, it start, I really started on Thursday night because then I'm able <laughs> oh. to lay in bed and answer more. But yeah, it kind of goes into Saturday too. But um, yeah, so I think <laughs> series, no, for people knowing what to expect. They want to okay. know what content they can they expect from you. And That's so I would good, say that a helps a lot with marketing. It's just planning consistency. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, you look at how much percentage do you want to do? You want to share 10% behind the scenes. You want to share 40% educational, maybe 30% entertainment. Do you know your percentages? Yes. Shoot. Well, that's like that. I mean, it it's, it, yeah, Those it's personal, you know, 10%. educational, and then you want to entertain and then you want to help. And so those are kind of like the Q&A and things and like that. And your map, you're doing that like three months in advance. Yeah, like so I take my editorial out. and I color code it. So I'm like, Monday, I'm going to share this tutorial and that's going to be considered educational. And okay. then, you know, the promotion and sales side is if a tutorial was with a brand, but I try to do it, you know, without to give them that. And so then, you know, the 10% personal, that's just my real life. And I'm home cooking with my kids and that's what I share. And mm-hmm. So I try to map it out. And then when I see that something's not working or they're not engaging, then I can switch those percentages up to see, okay, maybe they want 20% personal. Now I always go off of like my favorite Steve Jobs quote is, I think it was something like if, if the customer knew what they wanted, I wouldn't, wouldn't have created the iPhone because I think there's a give and take there. Like they may request something, but that's not what they're actually being actionable on. So you kind of have to play around with it. 
And so one of, one of my favorite things I say a lot is like, is no one, no one wakes up with 200,000 followers. No one like wakes up. I want to get in shape and get ripped. No one wakes right. up ripped. Like you have to have a plan mm-hmm. and be intentional and show up. And show, And I think, you know, one thing I want people to take away from, from this conversation is just the intentionality and the thought and the work mm-hmm. and the planning that goes into creating something like that. For sure. For, for sure. For it to work. Um, do you have any? Yeah. Okay. Uh, legacy. Um, so we're, the plan is to kind of keep, keep going Mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. Like at the end, like, is there a stopping spot to, to this? Has that, has that even occurred to you as a thought? And then two, uh, I'm not going to ask this as a question. I'm going to say it as a statement. I feel like you are just one of the, like, I feel like you're one of the experts in this field. Is there any sort of education piece coming? Is there like a book you want to write? Is there a, you want to help other people like, like yeah. in their journey with blogging, influence, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. social media campaigns, like, you know, I'll, I always say like? I'll do this until my kids tell me to stop, you okay. know, the day that my kids come home from school and they're like, mommy, you know, so-and-so said you did this. I don't want you to do it anymore. Then I wouldn't okay. do it. I've taught work blogging workshops before I had a workshop with my friend Ashley and we did it to help people start blogs and I actually pitched a book back in January and I would love to do that uh but is it gonna happen they told me books don't sell so you know I was like I don't know if I agree with that so if somebody wants me to write a book I'll do it (laughs) no I would love to do a book stories of soul sponsor Man, okay. but, le- but legacy, like, what do you, so, what do you, what do you think, like, legacy? What does, what does so, that word mean? I mean, it sounds corny, but I just want my kids to be proud of me. Like, okay. I, I, mm. I want to show my kids, specifically my daughter, that you can be a woman and you can do both. Because I mm-hmm. think when I was growing up, it was you stay home with your kids, or you're going to go to an office. So, what do you want to yeah. do? And mm-hmm. when you're 18, you don't, you don't. You know, I didn't have kids. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so this hybrid role, I think that's what's so cool to me about Fort Worth is there's just so many women doing this hybrid role that own businesses and their kids are right alongside them. And I feel really grateful to raise my kids in a community where they can see that because Mm -hmm. you can be told that, but you have to see it. And that's the legacy I want to leave for my son to know that women are just as powerful as him and they can do it in different ways and they have different skill sets and Mm -hmm. that my daughter can know when you go to college, you don't have to pick between the two because I think that was maybe what we taught women 30 years ago. And I don't want her to feel that way. And I I think there's something really cool too about what you have done is like you are very self-made, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one handed handed this to you. Right. You know, it's like you you did it. You built this thing. No, and, and I want I want to teach them they can do that. Mm-hmm. So I think my legacy is. I hope my readers know that for me, it's not about money in this. If it were, I would have a completely different business game plan. It's definitely about helping them find those things. Those con- frivolous concerted items. Um, but for my kids to know, like she just really wanted to show us she could work and be a mom. 
Mm-hmm. I think you've done it. You've killed. You've done that. Yeah, and it, it comes through. It's come through this whole time we've yeah. been talking. Your why, and I think it, your why didn't didn't leave, but it got yeah. added on to with kids. Um, Thank and you. so uh, you can definitely see that. All right, I'm gonna take us into less serious land. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for a season, if you had to wear one outfit for the rest of your life, <laughs> what would that outfit be? <gasps> you can't change over and over again. A dress I could chase my kids in. So probably what I'm wearing now. Okay. Yeah. That's a good answer. Favorite beauty product of all time. You have one beauty product. Only. Oh, you're going to make me pick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm going to hurt so many people's feelings. Um, I heard them. Yeah. And you're going to make one person really happy. What, like, whenever you say beauty product. It's like favorite thing. This no, like, is, like, is it like this. lipstick? Is that what you mean? I don't or is it know. like a it's brand? Like a thing. Like, I'll tell you mine. What? What's yours? What, what's, like, what's deodorant? My, my blue little chapstick. Your blue right chapstick? <laughs> I love, I've like have it in my pocket all the time. Oh, man. Maybe. Um, you that's know, I. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, one thing. I mean, you'd pro- I love the Tula Face SPF. It's really good. Okay. You wear that every day? Yeah, every day. So just face sunscreen? Yeah, you got to have sunscreen. Yeah. Okay. And that's a new thing. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm. I don't we have a whole new world on sunscreens of what you have to look yeah. for and not look for. Yeah, that's your that's your go. That's good. And that will like that's if you run. Yeah, desert, I mean, it's not what I'm using right the there. most, but it's the it most will practical. Save you the, the yes. yeah. I can if you're on a desert that. island, mm-hmm. that would be a good thing to have. Yeah, you gotta have vitamin C, some retinol, and SPF. And you can be good. What is your favorite book, or like most gifted or recommended book? Um. Oh. I, what did I can I pull up my audible yeah. because I send this to people well I I always send people Lisa Turkhurst it's not supposed to be this way because I feel like with mothers that's you know they're going through these really hard things I have to say that one more time Le- Lisa Turkhurst it's not supposed to be this way and that's about mother it's about going through loss in okay. anything in life and that's probably what I send readers the most okay interesting um, just because they're usually going through loss when they're reaching out to me and I think it's the most helpful and I really have two iPhones right now because although I work on the internet I can't even transfer an iPhone um, to hell with the hustle by Jefferson Bethke I really Ooh, like that I, like the I always name tell of people that. Yeah. to listen to that and what, what is what is that what I mean he's just talking about like you've got to rest and you've got and I think yeah. as someone for me I don't you know I think when podcasts came out and they were all about work hard work hard work hard I wouldn't listen as much because I can get really toxic with that because I can be like great okay I should work until 1 a.m. now and I'll sleep for three hours and so I don't I need to be told, like, you've got to rest. You, you're not going to have content cre- to create if you yeah. don't have a life to live. That's so a, I, We need to read that. What's the book that you and I both read? Ruthless Elim- Elimination of Hurry. Yes. Have you it's read that? very similar yeah. to that. Okay. Oh, yeah. that was so, that yeah. kicked really my butt. It's really good. That's a good one. That kicked my butt. <clears throat> uh, what is your, so you also do a lot of, like, lifestyle recommendations, things yes. you're doing for work. Yes. Go-to date night. Favorite date night. Oh gosh, I'm so le- like we want to go to a restaurant without kids. So we love <laughs> just any restaurant, any restaurant where I'm like kids. not putting <laughs> down placemats and coloring and like picking up Cheerios off the floor. We love Provender Hall, and then we'll go get a drink at Hotel Drover. Oh, go oh, Hotel Drover is so fun. It is so fun. But then like I want to be in bed by ten. So you know, because you got to be up at five. No, no, three now with the kids with the kid getting in the bed. Yeah, yeah, three a.m. Yeah. But I we like love Provender. And I heard you say, like, earlier, you were like, yeah, everybody's in the stockyards. So we started going to Provender Hall when it opened. And uh-huh. I was like, wow. I mean, when you're in Fort Worth, you you know people go to the stockyards. But, I mean, recently, you've got to know people go to this. I mean, it is packed. 
It's packed. It's packed. Yeah. Shout out to Marcus Pasley, chef yes. of Provender Hall. It's really good. He's, we need to have him on here. Yeah. I love well, it. I think you said this on Carrie's podcast. I'm like, yeah, you said this earlier when you were talking about like Mule Alley and everything. It's so and cool. Like, it is really it's cool. It's a new like fun thing in Fort Worth. Yeah. Okay. One, <laughs> one other random question. Okay. You, I've said okay a lot. But I, I'm prefacing what I, with what I have to say because it's kind of funny to me. Is you always have like really killer closets? Oh gosh! Tell me yes. about the story of your closets. Do you have like a closet guy? Yeah. Are well, you the closet inspired girl? Inspired like, closets in Fort Worth did mine. No. Okay. So you have these like massive manicured, organized, special closets. Uh, really neurotic. Um. No. So when we lived in. Heights, and we were looking at homes. I think my realtor wanted to just die because I was like, I have to have storage. And she's like, Katie, this is your budget. You want to live in an old home. You're not going to have a closet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I have to. And so we had in the back of the house, I don't know what it's considered, maybe like a playroom, but there really wasn't a closet in there. And it was like a door to the master. And I was like, I'm just going to turn this into a closet, which I got so much hate for. People were like, oh, there's people starving. You have a room for a closet. I was like, I know. I'm sorry, but it's my office. I have to have organization. So I did that. And then we, we had built a home and there was a closet there. But then when we moved into another old neighborhood here, the closet space. It was an issue. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it work. It'll be fine. And it was just my husband kept being like, please put a closet in one of these rooms. Please do this. Please do this. This is a nightmare about clothes everywhere. We can't function. And so I called up Inspired Closets and they did a really great room. And so I store all the things I'm going to share and the things that I'm working on kind of in there. So but I mean, they're like a work unit, of art. Yeah. Oh, th- well, they did phenomenal. This is so beyond, I, I, I am, I am, anth- they're, they're I, crazy, dude. I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen it cause they're always in the context of like, we, I need a closet like this. You do? No, not me. My, that's in the context of Melissa. I have yeah. like 22 shirts at least. Yeah. Oh, that's how my husband is. My husband's like, I don't know, give me a box. I can put my clothes Uh, in it. I need like two drawers and like, you know, a half. Oh, no, people will always reach out to me and they're like, you only have one dresser in in y'all's bedroom. Like, where does Paul put his clothes? I'm like, I I don't know, somewhere. That's exactly right. <gasps> this is box over there. I don't know. This little box somewhere. I, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I'm excited. Whenever, like, uh, whenever your son gets to be like, you know, four, five, yeah. six, he's gonna be like, oh, taking pictures and stuff. Have uh, you gotten there with your daughter yet? Well, like, no. So <laughs> I. My rule when I had kids was I said I'm never gonna force them to take a photo. Like oh, if they that's want a so good rule. when they're babies, they're I on my force head. my kids. Do you have to? Well, I feel no, like. no. For like Halloween, I'm <laughs> okay, like you yeah. know for family real photos. I'm like okay, smile if you want to go trick or treating. Like we yeah, need this yeah, for our yeah. family photos, okay. but for work sense. photos, yeah. And then if they do it and it's a product for them, I put money in an account oh, for them that cool. they can have when they're 18. That's, awesome. that's a cool thing. Dang, yeah, so like smart. I never want to. I don't want them to ever be like, oh, mom made money off me. No, no, no. So when they were babies. That out. Yeah. They would always be on my hip and like in photos because yeah. I, I didn't have a sitter. I didn't know what I was doing. But then now what's so funny is now that my daughter is four, like she loves it and she wants to be in photos and she's like, I mean, she doesn't oh, she understand. Good at it? Oh, she loves it. She's like, mommy, take a photo of me. And I was like walking out the door the other day and she goes, mommy, wait, we've got to take an outfit picture and she'll take her little camera. And she's like, cheese. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. So my uh. daughter, that's actually, I have the opposite problem with her. Whereas, okay. you know, now that she's older, I definitely get freaked out about people know who she is. Yeah. And like we'll be at the yeah. 
yeah. park and people are like, there's Maxie. And I'm like, please don't be in photos, baby. Can you go? Stand? So then she cries. And then I'm like, oh, no. And so I'm like, OK, you can be in these photos with me. Um, but my son is 18 months and he's crazy and just runs. So he's like not in anything. And it's funny because yeah. people will see bloggers. And if they have like a son, they're always like, you don't love your son. And I'm like, no, there's boys. They he don't want to be in these photos at he's all. He's destroying his toys over Yeah. There. So I never make them. So my contracts with brands, like if it's a kid product, it always says like, you can't control if my kid's in it or not. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You've already thought through all of this stuff. That's my pretty, pretty kids, awesome. like, so one, they, Rosie loves taking selfies. Yes. I'll like get my phone. There'll be like 10,000 oh, selfies. Yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. Max will be like selfie. I'm like, how do you know that word? Yeah, and she like knows she like can unlock my phone yes, now. Yes. But then when I want them to take pictures, like especially Justice. Yes. Cannot look at the camera. No, Maxie can't either. And do you I'm know like, what to do? <laughs> Somebody told me they what put a photo of a sticker on their phone of like Minnie Mouse or Mickey or something. And I looked at their phone. I was like, why do you have a oh, Mickey Mouse on your phone? They're, so they're like, like, I just say, look at, look Mickey. at Mickey. I'm like, look at me. And that she immediately turns sideways and like looks into the air. I'm like, yeah. no, look at Maxie will take like a family Christmas card photo. And she's like oh, looking up in the sky. I'm like, what are you looking at? Yeah. So, and grandparents do the same thing. I found. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the kids are looking at the grandparents. Are, oh yeah. Okay. Do you have any other lightning round questions? No, no. Well, how how can we? How can? Uh, well, everybody knows how to reach you. I was going to say, how, what do we reach out? But oh, everybody knows at how Katie to reach McFarlane you. on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Follow. Hey, you, if you're listening to this, you probably already do follow your You one absolutely of, do. You don't of, follow this podcast. You already follow <laughs> no, Katie. Yeah, no, you're no, you, no. your own city. You're yeah. like the mayor of Katie Land. No, yeah. I'm not. That's right. No. All those people in one place. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could like, that's like, I mean, yes, you would be the mayor. Yeah, you would be the mayor, the queen, the queen mayor, no. yeah, or the queen's even better. Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay. No, no, Katie, no. thanks for joining us. Thanks this for is so. What me. you do is real. Well, I'm going to say some nice stuff at the end. What, what you do is really cool. Thank. I mean, it, it, not a lot of people do it, and not a lot of people have had the success that you've had. And I think if you if you've listened to this, if you've made it to the end, yeah, like a hundred minutes in now, <laughs> it, it, it is evident that you are very humble and that you're very sincere and that you're you are like the real deal. You like you care. You're genuine, uh, and it's just neat. So, Thank congrats you. on all your success. We're we're gonna be excited to continue to follow. That's right. Uh, and so, thanks for joining us. This thanks was neat. for having. It's my first podcast ever. Oh, yeah, I've done wow. TV before, but I'm always like, oh, I'm so like, I have nothing to say. But oh. this was good. Yeah, you're never this allowed to great. do any other podcast. Your story is great, and your heart really comes through. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me is you. is your why and your heart. Like that is what has sustained you and pushed you into like to success. So thank you. Well, thank you. All right, guys. That's it. We're out. Congratulations. You made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thavstorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6 Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening.